Ezus Hashem, Shir tonight is sponsored by Ezra Aaron Barashachana, covered Bioina Jacobs, Shibimatzliach, and all his undertakings. Machaber, Chayvis Havavis, tells us. Among the greatest benefits, a lot of detailed benefits of having bitachin. People who don't have bitachin are people worshippers. They trust in people. They set his hopes on people. They count on the help of people. They're subservient to people. They flatter people. And that's the matzav in the whole world. And if somebody has bitachim, he becomes free from all of these chains. And the loyaskim imoyim, he won't agree to them. In something that's against avoidus elikim. Here you have a boss or somebody you rely on and the guy the letz and he's mavaze the terrorist Hashem and because you're subservient to him and you flatter him and you count on him you can't stand up for the honor of Hashem and you're forced to smile at his stupid jokes remember being at a bris they gave a Russia the Sandakayus, and he started saying, Mamish, me is a jokes. Shasta Brismila. And he got very upset. I told the guy that now is not the time for jokes. If you want to make jokes, you can go home, make all the jokes you want. But as long as I'm, I'm at this Simcha, there shall be no more jokes about this holy ceremony, Brismila. Half the people we're kissing this guy's who knows what they, they, they subjugated but they were subjugated they worshipped this guy he was like the Rosh HaMishpach he was a rich Rosh HaMarusha so everybody was afraid that I had the guts I, I, I was in the in the, in the, in the I told the son don't be afraid I did the right thing your father did the wrong thing it's to put his place first thing you do is as they do is to always say that he never took money from people because if you do you have to laugh at their jokes and they don't make good jokes I don't like to laugh at people's bad jokes he says if you have bitachin you won't let their position in the world in society like their wealth their power frighten him off from doing what's right it's a tremendous freedom. He's not going to be afraid of antagonizing them. People who worship others are petrified from antagonizing them. He doesn't he would rather throw off the favor of these people's 
Tevis, and he won't be influenced by their benefits whatsoever. The Torah Hoida'asam, he'll free himself of the burden of showing them Hoida'a, the Chayvas Tagmulam, and he'll be free of the duty of repaying them. They have to know the briskers, Solveitchiks, are very known to be independent citizens. And they say it like it is. And if you ever see them walk in the street, they walk in the street with their hands clasped behind their back, looking very serious, straightforward, like they're about to jump on somebody. A Rebbe once told me, I want to ask you, he said, to stop being so friendly. Today, I see you go to shul and you smile at everybody, give everybody handshakes, very friendly. Cut it out. Don't, I said, what it says in the Bechelen, was makitim shalom lechaladim. He said, when you'll be a Bechelen, you'll do the same thing. <laughs> Not a Bechelen, you don't do that. Now, I asked him, can I explain me why, why is this? He said, if somebody comes to you and says hello to you, you answer. But you don't. He told me over, this place of others. He said, the nature of people is, people don't realize to what degree they're people worshippers. They worship anybody who ever has power and money. They worship people who they imagine could possibly help them. The very rich man that I met, he said, how come you don't come to me for money? I said, because I don't have to. He said, that's not a reason. I said, for me, it's enough of a reason. He said, I want to talk to you about your sheet. I heard you have a sheet. I'll talk to you anytime you want. He gave me appointments in his office. I said, it's too far for me. The Rebbe told me, don't go so far. The Rebbe could be worth a lot of money. He said, don't go so far. If it's close by, you can go see maybe. The family gave me close by. He said, what kind of shit is this? What kind of nonsense is this? He said, I'm not going to tell you how to run your life. Don't tell me how to run my life. He said, don't you want help for me? I said, if you want to help me, that's your choice. But I'm not going to compromise my sheet for any amount of money and for anybody. You have to know, something I believe in, I'm strong in. And I felt the freedom. I met another rich guy in New York, very, very wealthy guy. He tells me, how come you never email me? Why don't you just text me? I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you off a check. I said, I don't want to bother myself to send you an email. I told him, if it wasn't for your money, I would never send you an email. We have no shaykhs to each other. So why would I send emails? And besides, I don't have a computer with emails. So I can't even send emails. So I don't shoot emails. But if you want to give me money, you know where to find me. Look me up. Send me a check. That's freedom. That's real freedom. You can see everybody else around these kind of people. How much their tongues are hanging out? Mamish till their belly buttons. They're just looking where they can lick. You understand? Kiss my shoes. My Zaydu told me that that's the reason why he never took a favor from people. He tried as hard as he can 
not take a favor. Zayda was like extreme in this. If anybody gave him money, he wouldn't take it. I'm not stripping tzaddik. Somebody gives you money, I take it. Rabbi told me, They give and you take. But a grandfather, especially who came chametz, he would sell the chametz. The minute in the belt is that you give the rough money. The grandfather, people slip money and stick money and try to secrete money. And they always sent it back. He never took it, no matter what. And I'm poor him. People bring you shalach bonnets, and a lot of times they would stick in the shalach bonnets. Lots of dollars. I know because he had a room full of shalach bonnets, and likes to be buried in the shalach bonnets. <laughs> My grandfather said, "If you see an envelope, give back. Tell me which one you found it in." And he returned every penny. He gave it to stuck. He didn't want anything from anybody because he did not want to be mishubed to anything. He told me that I was fired and I was sent away from the shul twelve times. <laughs> said, you know why they always rehired me? Because they couldn't find anybody cheaper. <laughs> I said, why not? He said, I didn't take a salary from them. For years, I told them no salary. Not only that, I'll tell you a secret. I dived in the shul, and there was a guy, a semi rub there. And I told him I would like to say a shiri. So that my job. He said, I'm going to offer you $1,000. This is way back. $1,000, then was like a lot of money. The guy gripped that thousand dollars so fast. My grandfather gave him a thousand dollars, and that's how he started becoming the rough natural. He told me what I said when I wanted to cure it first. He said, No money. If you take any money, the cure is going to be worthless. Because if you take money, you're going to be subservient to them. You're not going to tell them this. You have to be free, you have to serve Hashem. Now, there's no shy about it. If somebody does your failure, you have to show gratitude. But you can't sell yourself out. People do excess gratitude. You have to know whatever you have, you have from Hashem. Briskers are extreme in this. It's amazing. If you give a brisker money, have a funny minute, they don't give you thank you. Even if it was unsolicited, garnished. I told a few briskers, I sent you a few thousand dollars. All I want you to do is to call me and tell me that you do us the halt and the guilt, that you received the money. Because I send money there to throw cash, I never know if it got to the right place. They don't have bank accounts. They refuse to acknowledge anything. It's amazing. I told them. That I disagree with. I feel you have to acknowledge at least that the money was received. But you become a slave. Everybody you look at are slaves. Everybody. Rich people are, worship, are worshiping richer people. Employees worship employers. Employers. Here's a guy who calls me up. A few guys call me up. They're working for a boss. A very nice boss. Big stuck, a wonderful guy. And he is, is, is connected with a Kailal, and that's Israel, Kailal America, a very special person. But he has a mouth like a toilet. Mamish, like a filthy toilet, and people have loose stomachs. That's what the guy's mouth is like. So people call me, what do I do? I said, tell him, I'm sorry, boss, it's nibble pear, and I can't handle it. I can't tolerate it. 
said, if you have any betachin Hashem, be a free man. Tell them, if you can't do that, quit. At one time, but I quit because of that. I can't tolerate it. But what does everybody else say? They smile. And then, some guy tells me, you want to know something? After a while, all these nice young light who worked for this guy, learned this behavior from him. Let's add an example. You trust in people, you become an evid to a person. You lose your free will, you have to think like they stink, you have to think just like them. You have no choice in the matter. That's what it is. You have to agree with his ideas, agree with his words. That's why Hashem told us, most important, most oft-repeated warning in the Torah is, be careful when you're going to go amongst the nations of the world, don't learn from them. It's almost impossible. We're guests by the nations of the world. Biruchim says the most oft-repeated warning that Moshe Rabbeinu told Klaus was not that they should learn Torah, not Torah, 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 not the Shemvatel. Don't emulate the nations of the world who you go amongst. And you should know it's very sad when you see by Chatzin as I see everybody is subservient to the wealthy, whether they're from and not from, whether they're and not shkotzim, you have to know. And the Jews in Golis, part of the Golis mentality is you look up to the guy. That's what, that's what happens. Now, you should know, the Chayus Havavah says this is what happens from Bitochen. You can hear this Chayus Havavah, but it's very hard to implement it. But at least you know what you have to do and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to behave. You can't be subservient to anybody. Independence, Bechira of a person is the greatest gift that Hashem gave him. And the purpose of Bechira is And if a person doesn't learn this, people walk around with as slaves and servants and you become completely sold out to your environment and to the people around you and that's why one of the most important benefits of Bitochen is this benefit it's only the beginning he goes on I'll tell you another big benefit he says another big benefit of trusting Hashem he says is that if you have to criticize others, you won't have to be on guard because of their honor. There was a fellow who once came into the shul, my grandfather's rabbi in Boston, Massachusetts, Chelsea actually. And this fellow was a very big macher, was Machal Shabbos. And he came into the shul and he gave my grandfather a hundred dollar book. He lit a candle. My grandfather took the hundred dollars in front of the whole island and he burnt the hundred dollars in that fire, in that candle. He didn't care one bit. There was a, a fellow who owned the wine store. He asked for him kids. There was a fellow who owned the wine store. He used to sit a few rows behind my grandfather when he came on Chabbos in Israel. One time he came was Yom Nirei. And my grandfather used to walk up to his bench. On Yom Kippur, before Nila, 
and speak for him. Speak to him. Amachal Shabbos is a goy. Amachal Shabbos. His wine store was right around this corner of the shul. He was a nice man, I remember. <laughs> used to buy wine by him. All his kids became from. Because of those shmuz. My grandfather didn't let. He wasn't afraid to mechich. He wasn't afraid at all. He had to give him teichacha. I'll never forget there was a president of the shul. Who told the Magrifa, I'm the president. So no, you're not. We just call you president. You're a make believe president. I'm the president. <laughs> and I got very angry at my grandfather saying that. And then his son put on a small yarmulke. He had a modern son to put on a small yarmulke. I was talking to him one Friday night. Grandfather, oh, get away from him. Don't talk to this guy. <laughs> and he said to the guy, What happened to the yarmulke? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> it's getting smaller and smaller. That's the style. He said, in this shul, that's not the style. Don't ever come back to this shul with that yamika. So the kid said to my grandma, my father's the president. He said, you and your father can both leave. And they both left. My grandfather used to call them membership drives. <laughs> he used to say, we're going to start a membership drive. We're going to drive out all the unwanted members. <laughs> he had no fear, cues at clout. He never was... If a person talked to him in old Davening, the richest people talked. He used to say, Shah! <laughs> First he said, Shh. And he said, Shh. They didn't listen. He would say, Shah! And everybody knew. He used to point like this, Shah! <laughs> That's it. He kept quiet. There's no, there no talking, actually. You come here to Davin, at the talk. You want to socialize? You stay at home. But a person has to know one of the biggest things with Bitochen is that if you have Bitochen, you're not afraid to speak up and tell somebody he's doing the wrong thing. It's a very important thing. We live in a society where a lot of Rishayim, they're from, but they're anti Torah ideals. They don't have Torah minds. They're Mavaza Hashem Yisbarach. If they stand up, it's not easy. I have people I'm very, very close to. Very close to. And when I have to give the Musr, I'm not going to tell you it's not a challenge. It's a challenge. But I have to steal myself. I say, this may be very costly to me. This may be a very costly Musr. I tell the guy, I know it's going to be costly. It could be very costly. It can be very upset. But it's shameful behavior that you're exhibiting. And what you're doing is a bizarre. And I'm embarrassed of this kind of behavior from my tongue. Don't get upset. I know you're a kind of guy to get some set of people. You don't like Musr, but I don't like when you act bad. I'm like your father. You take it or you leave it. Baruch Hashem, the guy took it. <laughs> <laughs>